before this, before you leave this place, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know what you're going to tell me. Nikki, Jesus loves you. Now, the, one of the reasons that, that I wrote this book is because in this book, you have so many testimonies. And um, testimonies that are life transforming, like the ones you heard just but now. It was my problem. There was a big hole in my life and I couldn't fill it. If there's worry, there's no place for faith. Faith is driven out by worry. But worry is driven yes, out God by faith. Move things along. He'll move things along. He'll move you from the background to the forefront. He'll move you from the outside to the inside. He'll move you along. Tell somebody say he'll move I've you been along. Protected. I've been directed. I've been corrected. I've kept God in my life and has kept me humble. Go into the whole world and proclaim this message. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Shall make you free. Um, so you you started working at Light FM. You started on the the Brecky Show with Kel. Yep. Um, so can you talk a little bit about what what was that experience like for you to kind of get launched into that role? Like, really, you um, want me to talk more? Didn't I? <laughs> didn't I already? No. I have ten questions, and we've only covered two. <laughs> so. That's awesome. Okay, so. Uh, so within the first couple of weeks of starting on breakfast, it was a whirlwind. I didn't know what I was doing. My alarm was going off at like 4.30 in the morning and I was springing out of bed so eager, so excited. Mm. I'd get up at 7.30 when I was a teacher and every day I would drag my feet out of bed. Like mm. I did not want to get up. I was miserable. I was like, can I have a sick day? I'm not one for taking sick days, so I'd usually show up. But, like, Mm. sometimes it was so hard. All of a sudden, and I'm like, I'm not a morning person. I hate mornings. I'm a night owl. I'd struggle to get to bed on Mm. time, and then I'd always be tired. Put me in breakfast radio doing what I was created to do. Mm. 4.30 in the morning, it didn't bother me that my alarm was going off because I had this zest for life and this Mm. eagerness, and I just wanted to go. I just wanted to be there. I didn't care what time it was. I'm like, yes, I'm ready. Cool. Let's do this thing. (laughs) I felt like a fish in water for the first time in my life when I started working in radio. I was like, everything about me makes sense. This is the first Mm. time I'm in an environment where I feel like I make sense and I feel like I belong because I'd never really felt like I'd belonged anywhere else. I never really felt like I fitted in. Mm. I was always a bit louder, a bit quirkier, a bit stranger, a bit more out there, Mm. you know, a little bit out of the box, and suddenly all those little weird idiosyncrasies that made me, all those weird ways of telling stories or of viewing life or of interacting with people, all of that made sense in radio. Mm. I was like, this is why I have weird conversations with people at the checkout, because it makes a good story (laughs) for on air. You know, like my whole life has been practiced for this moment. (laughs) I've been collecting stories all my life so that so that this was this is easy working in radio was just easy it was like yeah like being a fish in water um so sometimes in life i guess that god uh, can take us through uh, experiences and take us through moments and we can't always understand what he's doing yeah um but as we look back we recognize how he's kind of shaped us and prepared us for what what he calls us to do so as you reflect back on your life before radio, can you identify how God may have been shaping you and, and molding you in preparation to, to enter into the radio field? I can't give you any specific example at this moment because I'm, I'm not having any come to mind, but I suppose it's like it, every, everything played a part 
you know, even going to drama school and and the experiences I had there and doing all the theatre growing up and improvising and, and travelling, collecting stories, meeting new people, having conversations with strangers who you're in that moment with and then they're gone and you might never see them again. I mean, that's what we do on radio all the time. We have interviews with people who come in and you connect with them for that moment Mm. and you accept that you might never see them again. But for me, it's always being as authentic and as real in that moment when I'm meeting with someone Mm. as I possibly can, you know. But that's part of how I was... That's part of how I was made. That's part of the design of who I am. I remember when I started at Light, they actually had all their staff do... Um, go through a, a book called The Strength Finder 2.0. And it's um, it's a book you read, but then there's an online quiz component. And the online quiz component actually highlights your five top strengths out of what these psychologists have identified. There's, I think, a list of 35 possibilities. Yeah. And out of the 35 possibilities, you answering this quiz determines your top five. Well, my top five which are so me, you know, and they'll be different to anyone else's top five. Mm. They completely scream radio, presenting, communicating, you know. My my first strength, oh, goodness, it's been a while since I thought about these, but my first strength is positivity. I mean, if you're a breakfast announcer, you've got to have a good dose of positivity <laughs> to get people feeling good and happy in the morning. Mm. My next one was empathy. Well, if you're doing an interview, if you're connecting with someone, mm. you need to have an empathetic ear. You need to yeah. be able to listen. You need to be authentic. You need to be real. Yeah. My third one was connectedness. Um, connectedness is actually about um, connection with like a spiritual higher being. Mm. It's a secular, you know, it's a secular psychology book. Yeah. Um, but obviously for me, I know who my Mm. higher being is. I know that that's God and I know that, Mm. you know, Jesus and the Holy Spirit are part of that. So, and it's a connectedness with with the spiritual, but also um, being able to convey that to the people you're connected with here in in this realm, I suppose. That sounded a bit weird, but you you get what I mean. Um, The fourth one is Woo, and Woo stands for winning others over. And it's the ability some people have, and it's what I was just touching on, you're authentic and you're real in that moment. You mm. you want to you you naturally win somebody over the minute you meet them, mm. and you invest in that interaction that you have with one another, even though you might never ever see them again. And I know oh, people yeah. who look at me and they go, "You're weird. Like, you just made best friends with that waitress. You know, we're like out of town. We're never going to see them again." I'm like, mm. "I know, mm. but my connection with that waitress or that waiter or that you know petrol attendant or whoever mm. that was real in that moment and." So I do. I win others over in that moment, but that's part of how I was designed. It was actually really freeing knowing that because I had mm. friends who would get really uncomfortable at, you know, my over over friendly nature with strangers right. sometimes, or they'd feel threatened by it. Yeah. So it was really freeing realizing that this is one of my strengths, and mm. this is something God's put in me, and this yeah, is something yeah. that I actually have the freedom yeah. to do. Mm. And, of course, that's a very handy in radio. Mm. And my fifth one, um, amazingly, is communication. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't think that needs any explanation, you know, but communication is really important. So, yeah, yeah so I, uh, those things have been in me part of part of my design. But all through life, to go back to, you know, link back to your question, all through life – those different skills, those different elements of my, of me have been mm. developed through different scenarios, different situations. Mm. 
And yeah, I just guess collecting stories and being in the right place at the right time and having the right experiences. You know, mm. even even like here's a really okay, I've I've got a really sort of it sounds like a dumb example, but yeah, I was totally telling someone about this the other day. Mm. So you know how I shared the that I did the phone audition live as part of um, the audition for the breakfast roll. What I didn't tell you in my story was what the two questions were that they asked me. The first one was, this is for the live improvised audition, right? The first one was, what's your favourite body part? I said, oh, I like my eyes, they're blue, like the sky, I get compliments on them, you know, they're windows to your soul, whatever, whatever. Oh, it was a, It was an okay answer. But it's a hard question. Yeah. You know, we don't often think about what parts mm. of ourselves we like. It so it can be question, really yeah. hard to answer. Yeah. But the second question they said is, um, who's your favourite? Oh, no, sorry. If you could be a superhero, if you could be any superhero, who would you be and why? Mm. Now, I'd heard them ask that question in live auditions over the couple of days I'd been listening. Mm. And everyone had answered, Batman. Spider-Man, Batwoman, you know, Wonder Woman, just one of the classic examples. Mm. And when they said, well, why? It was like, oh, they've got cool colours on their outfit, whatever, Mm. right? And this is, you know, talk about God putting the right people in your life and the right circumstances. When I was at uni, I was part of a church in Ballarat. I studied in Ballarat at the Ballarat Academy of Performing Arts. And I had a church friend who was an absolute comic book nerd. He collected... um, these things called hero clicks and he had like all these comic books and he knew everything about everything Mm. when it came to the comic book world. And I, at the time when I was at uni, I was a theatre student, so I had black hair with a pink streak at the front. And he's like, you remind me of Songbird. Mind you, I'm also a singer. So I loved this. He's like, you are like Songbird. Mm. Um, Songbird had black hair with with a white streak, so, you know, similar. And he's like, you're Songbird, you sing, you're this, you're whatever, but Songbird has the power of voice. So all of a sudden when I'm doing my live audition, they say, if you could be any superhero, Mm. who would you be and why? I didn't go for the Batwoman, Wonder Woman answer. I went, well, I'd be Songbird. You know, Songbird has the power of voice and how she uses it is that she will paralyse people and manipulate the situation (laughs) because she's paralysed them with the power of her voice. Except I would use my voice for good and not for bad. I would use use my voice to, you know, spread peace and love and, and, you know, joy through the world, kind of like a radio announcer. Mm. So my answer suddenly, I had, I had an answer because 15 years earlier or 10 years earlier, mm. God had put a friend in my life who was a comic book nerd who had one day told me I reminded him of a character he knew in a book. And I'd yeah. so held was, on. That was 10, 10 years 10 earlier. 10 years mm. earlier. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And like, I wouldn't have had a good answer for that question had I not had that friend, had I not had that knowledge. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, have you seen Slumdog Millionaire? Oh, uh, yeah, have you. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, he nails that competition mm. in Slumdog Millionaire. He can answer all the questions the because of all the experiences yeah. he's had his whole life. And that's right. what I feel like I sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm living the Slumdog Millionaire right. life. Mm. All the experiences add up. They make sense. Yeah. It's such a testament to the way that, um, you know, God has used the experiences that you've had in life to 
help you and prepare you for radio. And not only that, but as you mentioned, it's it's just the way God's made you. Mm. So in a sense, despite your experiences, it's just what, what he's put in you has matched the radio position perfectly. Um, so what were some of the uh, what were some of the highlights, I guess, uh, so far it's been um, about four years. What have been some of the, the main highlights working in the radio industry? Uh, free tickets to theatre <laughs> okay. have, have definitely been a highlight um, yeah. or, or just shows in general. Some I've had some, you know, amazing opportunity. I mean, I work in community radio. I'm currently not on a full-time salary. I work a 30-hour week. So, you know, being community radio, being a ministry as well, mm. being not full-time, you know, you don't always have the finances to do the extra things that you want to do. Mm. My needs are completely met. Yeah. But there are those little perks of the job that mean that when there's a show coming out and, you know, you get to promote it on air, they'll usually throw in a pass for you as the radio announcer to go cool, and see. Cool. So I saw Les Mis, I saw Grease, I saw oh, awesome. um, The Lion King. You know, these are all the Melbourne productions. Yeah. I, I saw, oh, goodness, so many things. You know, I've can, been can to, I ask, what's, yeah. uh, what, what's your most favourite thing that you've seen uh, so far? I remember going to see Les Mis 2014 in Melbourne and I was so moved by their interpretation of the production that I basically wept through the whole thing. Right, yeah. yeah, but watching it on on stage and watching the way that they interpreted the roles and the way they actually gave so much emotion to the lines because it's completely sung from start to finish mm. blew me away. So that was a real standout. Um, so what have been some of the uh, the, the challenges uh, so Ooh. far working in the, the radio industry? Uh, the alarm going off in the morning, you know, that, that pep that I felt at the, mo- at the, at the start four yeah. years ago definitely wears off after, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> after the fourth year of the alarm going off at, you know, 4.30, 5 o'clock. Um, especially if you've got an event the night before or, or not even just an event, but like if you're part of a small group, you're often, you know, still having good big chats at 10 o'clock, 10.30 at night, then you've got to account for getting home and winding down and getting to bed. When your alarm's mm. going off the next morning, yeah. that can be tough. Um, you know, like any workplace, even though I've worked in, I've worked in three Christian radio stations um, in my time, you know what, even in Christian workplaces, it doesn't mean that just because everyone's a Christian, everyone has the same viewpoint. Mm. It doesn't mean that everyone loves each other and everyone's best buddies. Yeah. There are challenges in relationships. Mm. It doesn't matter that you all share the same belief. You still have different outlooks. You still have different personalities. Yeah. You still, And sometimes that can make it harder because when you're working in a secular in work environment, like in the schools where I worked, you'd be like, oh, well, they don't know any better. <laughs> but when you're working with Christians and you have a clash of personality, yeah. it can be really challenging. It can be mm. really hard. And and I have experienced that yeah. on, on multiple occasions with mm. just different personalities. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have different strengths, we have different ways of doing things, and we have different ways of communicating, and we have different needs. Mm. And sometimes trying to do that harmoniously can cause friction and it can mm. be challenging to work through. So there have definitely been relationship challenges uh, you know, behind the scenes working in, in, in this industry. Yeah. Mm. I mean, with with any industry, I think it would be the same. I had one co-worker at one of, my, one of my radio jobs who I particularly struggled with. And I remember there was a season where I would get to the back door. 
I'd park in the car park out the back and I'd get to the back door and right before I'd open, I'd open the first door and then there was like an airlock before you, you open the second door. Right. And I would stand in that little airlock and every single day I would just pray mm. and I would ask God to give me grace and I would ask God to give me strength and I would ask God to help me see that person the way he sees them mm. because I really struggled at that time um, with the way we were with one another and I struggled to find good in them because everything they did really irritated me mm. and I would be like, God, I don't know how to see this person the way you see them, so please give me an opportunity today. Please bless our interaction. Please give mm. us an opportunity to be courteous and kind to one another. Yeah. And that, I mean, that went on for quite some time and I'd love to say that that was resolved. It, it wasn't. I ended up changing jobs, not because of them, just, mm. you know, I went on to another to another place of employment, but you know that was a challenge. And but uh, but time does heal, as well. And I know that you know the wounds I had at that time aren't there for me now. And if I was to have an encounter with that person, it would be okay. But yeah, like there are challenges. Mm. Yeah. As you reflect back on the experiences that you've had um, in radio so far, how has God stretched you, and how has He, I guess. Um, done a work in you since you've started that journey in, in radio? Hmm. He's doing a work in in us all, all the time, I think. Yep. Um, gosh, how have I been stretched? I've been put in situations where I realise, like the moment you get cocky or the moment you let your ego soar, and you're like, oh, I've got this. I'm so good at what I do, whatever. Mm. Something will happen to bring you back down to earth. Right. And I'm thankful for those moments because mm. it's a little reality check to actually go, I'm only here because of God. Mm. I'm not invincible. I don't know all the answers. I don't get it right every time. But God gives me the strength to go on and, and, and he guides me and he puts puts me sometimes in scenarios and situations that are uncomfortable but guess what? They shape me, they grow me, they equip me, mm. they build my resilience. Um, so there's definitely been like all of all of those things. Mm. But then also, you know, you do get better at, at different things, different aspects of my job. I ne- Before doing this, you know, part of what I do is I get to edit things. Mm. I love editing. I'm like... I can't get enough of it. I'm always like, let's pre-record something just so that I can edit. Like, <laughs> I'm like an editing junkie. Like, right. and, and, you know, and that's something that I, I, I started this job not knowing anything about and little by mm. little, you know, I, I was shown a few tricks. I had a natural aptitude for it. It's something that I get a kick out of. Mm. Um, and, you know, now, you know, I'll sit down and I'm like, oh, I can do better. I can do better. Oh, or that, 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 that phrase or that word or that pop or that click like, oh, what can I do to – eliminate that or to you know whatever so I'm yeah. sharpening those skills and I can mm. see how much even my speeds improved like now it's like bang 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 bang. I have sometimes people you know come in and they'll go what did you just what did you just do and it's so it's second nature mm. and you try to slow it down and break it down and then you watch them doing it and you go oh, I remember that I remember those days I remember how long and laborious mm. that used to be at the beginning and like where I've improved now and you know how easy that's become or how it's second nature yeah so yeah i mean it's really cool to see your own progress and your own growth and your own development too Mm. and to you know be able to acknowledge and celebrate that Mm. i think it's important that we celebrate the things that you know 
we have achieved and are good at. Yeah, it's true, yeah. And I think that sometimes we can go through life and be concentrated on what the next thing is or concentrate on what the next um, season is without reflecting back and being Mm. grateful for um, what we've already got and the things that God has already done in our life so far to reflect about, you know, the time that God got us through that particular challenge or that particular issue and just have a sense of gratitude and gratefulness without mm. focusing too much on what's what's next or what, what are my challenges at the moment. How do you believe that God um, uses you in your role to be a blessing to the community? That's, that's hard because I wonder that all the time. Like, I feel so blessed and so lucky that I get to wake up and I get to step into this job that, that essentially he gave me. But I don't, under, I don't understand how me being silly on the radio or doing a, a, an improvised hip hop or playing my ukulele and singing a song or telling a story about whatever I've read in the paper or, you know, telling an anecdotal thing that happened in my life. I, I, don't, I don't know how that affects other people. And yet you know, we'll get emails or we'll have phone calls and we'll have people who are like, you don't know the difference you make. You don't mm. You don't know how much joy you brought into my life or hearing your voice or, yeah. you know, the, the brightness in your voice, how much that picks me up in the morning mm. or, um, you know, or that thing that you shared that really touched me or that really gave me hope. And I try to be as authentic and transparent. Like, of course... You do step into radio personality. You might be having a really hard day, but you you can't get on air and cry about it. Yeah, the show must go on. So Mm. there is an element of being the radio persona, but Mm. I try to be as authentic and as real as I possibly can. I don't like doing things that are over the top and exaggerated. I try to be real, and part of being real sometimes is sharing your own vulnerable things. Saying, mm. you know, I've struggled with this, or I've, you know, I have, you know, I, I I make it a point to talk about my relationship with my um, my psychologist that I go and see. You know, mm. I I have a mental health plan through my GP, and mm. I have regular, you know, psychology meetings with my psychologist. And I think it's important not to bury that under the rock and hide that away. I think these are the things that I'm, I'm a person that others can look to because I'm, I'm somebody they can connect with on a daily basis and hopefully become a friend. And Mm. if I'm vulnerable about things that I'm struggling with or talk about help that I'm getting and, you know, hopefully that can encourage somebody else or normalize for them, you know, their mental health struggles or whatever. Mm. Like, I think that's so important. You know, I think it's important to, to remind girls um, that they are strong, that they are powerful. You know, sometimes who he says you are is actually what matters. And whether you have glasses, whether you have makeup, whether you, like that's all superfluous, irrelevant stuff that mm. doesn't that doesn't speak about who you are. Mm. And so I get to do that mm. in this job. You know, and so hopefully that makes a difference. But also I get to talk about God. You know, I get to talk about, you know, spiritual stuff and and Mm. hopefully that encourages people as well. Yeah, awesome. That's great. Um, It sounds like that even though sometimes you might not be entirely sure how God is using you. You've got no clue. (laughs) You know, I rock up. I'm on air 6.30 to 9.30 with my co-host DJ Mm. and we, we... turn the mics off and we go about our day and then out of the blue somebody will make some comment about something and you're like oh really that that, that made a difference or like that's really mm, cool yeah. you know we have a competition every morning and I try to write a handwritten note to every person who wins mm. and on the back of the note I'll write a bible verse and every day that I do that 
I will pray and I'll ask God to give me the right Bible verse for that person in that time. Like mm. that's just something little I can do. I don't have to do that. No yeah. one's asked me to do that. It's something I choose to do. Yeah. And just the other week, our receptionist here took a phone call from a lady who said, I just wanted to ring to say I won a competition. I got the note. I turned it over and I saw the Bible verse and it was exactly the reminder that I needed. And she was Mm. in tears. Yeah, there you go. And she was in tears telling our receptionist and she just said, I want to say thank you to Gosha for for putting Mm. that on there, for letting God work through her to send me that little affirmation that I needed to hear. And I was like... Man, you take it for granted, you know. Mm. You don't realise that even something like that can make a difference to someone and really yeah. touch them and minister to them. Yeah. That's really, really, really humbling. Mm. It, it's cool because um, we, we don't always see uh, the the huge ways that God can use us. Mm. And out of a small act of your um, obedience to God initially, you know, calling Light FM to do an audition, mm. it's incredible how far God has taken you and how much he uses you up to this day to be a blessing to the wider community. Um, and the the things you've heard back are only the people who've kind of shared that. Mm. But how many more people have been are being affected in a positive way who just aren't sharing it perhaps mm. or just aren't giving you that feedback but they're still being blessed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's an awesome testimony that, you know, God's using you to do things more than what um, you are aware of. Oh, totally. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's awesome because at the end of the day I – I just go, I'm just a girl. I just happen to be doing mm. what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not I'm not special. I'm not any more special than anyone else. I'm just doing what I'm meant to do and hopefully that yeah. makes a difference. Like and it's not because of me, but it's because of how he works through me and that's really cool. Mm. You know, I hope that's what it is anyway. Yeah. And it's um it, it it's a strange kind of paradox because I guess in, in our eyes by ourselves, we're not we're not really anything special. Yeah, but in like God, I get things wrong all the time, yeah. you know, and I stuff up all the time, mm. <laughs> and I have struggles all the time. Yeah, I'm just a girl, you know, trying yeah. my best most my, most of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, um, yeah, and I think that it's it's kind of strange because in our eyes we're in a sense nothing much, yeah. but in God's eyes we're worth so much. Oh. Um, and we're we're so precious to him in God's eyes that, you know, even if there was one person on earth, mm. Jesus still would have died for mm. that one person because that's mm. how much he, he loves people. Um, so, yeah, it's just incredible to But to so easy, that, it's so easy to think you're not worthy. It's so easy to go, mm. oh, yeah, but would you have died for me if you knew that I'd done this? And yeah, it's like, yeah. wait, he, he actually knows that you've done this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he still would have died for you and it's okay, you yeah. know. Yeah. Mm, yeah, God's God's good. Mm. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to say today before we finish? Sometimes, it's funny because sometimes I go, oh, I wish I had a story where like I'd done more where I could be like, well, you know, you need to connect with this person and you need to set these goals and you need to work hard at that and whatever, whatever, whatever to mm. give people like, uh, you know, the inspiration to, oh, I'll put those steps into place and, you know, and do likewise. And and, and then I go, but that's not my story. That's not how it happened, you know. Mm. Like this is something God did in my life. Yeah. But I guess the encouragement is obedience. Listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit and actually even if you want to argue with God, even if you're not happy in the moment, obey. Because if I had to turn around and been too pig-headed and when the Holy Spirit said change the radio station, if I had to said, nah, stuff this, 
I'm not doing that. I'm listening to Triple J. It's what I've done for 10 years and I'm not changing yeah. and, you know, go talk to somebody else. Mm. I would not be doing this. My life would be on a completely yeah. different tangent. It's one of those sliding doors moments. Mm. And so even though I can't give you the 10 steps to success, I guess I can give you just the one step and it's listen yeah, yeah. and obey. Awesome, yeah. It's such a good point. Yeah, and thank you so much for um, for sharing. I think that... Um, it's going to be an awesome encouragement and inspiration for people who listen to your story. Um, but if you'd like to hear more of Gosha, um, she airs on 96.3 FM uh, weekdays from 6.30 to 9.30 with DJ. Um, so feel free to check out that show as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. That brings us to an end of this episode. As search and like testimonies of truth on Facebook or Twitter and if you want to stay connected as well, you can email testimoniesoftruth.content at gmail.com.